He also had a tassel screwed into the side of it so it looked official. And there was a row of people out there that we were sitting up a little higher so you could see down, and they all had teeth on the top of their hats or their caps. It was a whole row almost of teeth showing. And uh, I found out that was the dental group that uh, graduated, whatever they, they announced it. But there's, those invitations are like a once-a-year thing. But what I want to talk about today is an invitation that Jesus gives us every single day. And um, it's a pretty special invitation. And we're going to be looking in Matthew chapter 11. So most of the time the verses will be up there for you to see. But Matthew uh, chapter 11, and we will uh, get started here. I'm trying, I really am. You guys might, I might have to uh, let you know when to... Oh, he says one moment here. Sorry to keep you waiting. Love you guys. Love you. Matthew 11, starting with verse 28. 28, excuse me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Whose words are those? Jesus' words. I want us just to take a look at those this morning. Let me pray just uh, for this time. We'll get started. Father, we thank you for your word. And I ask in Jesus' name that you'll just help me to present your word as, as best with the understanding that you've given me, Father. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, who takes the word of God and causes it to take root and bear fruit, Lord, we, we just pray that your spirit will take your word today and, uh, and touch hearts. And Jesus, it's our desire to know you even more. We're thankful for the way we know you, but we desire to know you even more. So um, have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus' daily invitation, as I'm going through this message today, I want us to remember that this isn't like a one-time thing. Every day, every morning we wake up, there's this invitation from Jesus. Jesus doesn't force us to do things. It's all a free will. I mean, he gave us a free will, and, and us coming to him, it's a free will thing. You know, it becomes our decision. But his invitation, it's there. It's always there. The first part, <clears throat> first point is, come to me. That's the first part of his invitation. Come to me. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. So, just simplifying it. Who is he saying to come? Who is he inviting to come? Yeah. He, you know, it's not the elite. It's not those who have everything all figured out, life all together. He doesn't say, come to me, all of you who are very strong and self-sufficient and you're just... No, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. That's nothing to brag about. Hi, I'm weary and burdened. You know, no, that's... But that's who the invitation is to. Let's just take a look at those words, weary and burdened. So 
when you go to the Strong's and get the definition there, weary means to grow weary, tired, exhausted, with toil or burdens or grief. Okay? Weary. To labor with wearisome effort. All right, it's not a pleasant word. The word burdened means to place a burden upon or to load. You're just loaded down with stuff. Have you ever carried more than you should have carried? Okay, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. I used to, and I think all guys are this way when they're younger, they try to lift and carry things that they really shouldn't be. And it's not that big of a deal till you hit 50. And then you feel the things that you did when you were in 20 and 30 and so on, okay? We, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Well, <clears throat> burdened from what? So if we read the rest of the text, it doesn't tell from what. It just kind of leaves that there. So what are these people weary and burdened from? I went to commentaries and said, you know, or just read what people had to say about it. And, and it varies. They don't all say the same thing, you know, talking about this or talking about that. <clears throat> so I'm, I handpicked the ones that I felt comfortable with. I felt like, yeah, this could, this could, uh, this could really apply to this verse. So we're going to look at some things that people are, can get weary and burdened by. <clears throat> the first thing I want to look at is that uh, trying to be good enough to get God's approval will wear you out. Trying to be good enough to get God's approval, trying to win his approval, can be a burden. Now, I know I'm getting looks right now, like I better really explain this or I'm in trouble. But, you know, when Jesus came, he saw that the Pharisees, and he talked about it too, how the Pharisees, they were laying these heavy burdens by demanding meticulous obedience, not only to the law itself, but also to their own elaborations of it. They were putting heavy, Jesus said they were putting heavy burdens on the people. But even the law itself, even though it came from God, and it is righteous, if you're trying to win God's approval by keeping the law, it's wearisome and it's a burden. Let's just, the Apostle Paul, I want to look at some things that he said, because he embraced the law as the way of righteousness. I mean, he poured his life into it to begin with. And when people were saying it was through Christ and not the law, I mean, he fought against that. He fought against that. But let's look at the the things that he wrote as he came to understand that really righteousness was only through Christ. In Romans chapter 3, let's just take a quick look at that. Verse 19. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to bring the entire world into judgment before God. So what's the purpose of the law? Is it a way of making it to heaven? No, that's not the purpose of the law. It was to leave people without excuse because they would know the difference between right and wrong. And it would also show them that they were under God's judgment. Because they weren't keeping the law. 
Verse 20 says, For no one can ever be made right in God's sight by doing what his law commands. For the more we know God's law, the clearer it becomes that we aren't obeying it. Then he goes on in Galatians, where again they were trying to mix Jesus and law. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his, what? Curse. Now that doesn't sound like a very nice word, okay? But those who are depending on the law to be made right with God are under a curse. Why? For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not uh, observe and obey, how much? All these commandments that are written in God's book of the law. You can't just get most of them. You've got to get all of them. And you can't just get them most of the time. You have to get them all of the time. It's all of the law, all of the time. And there were people that were trying to do that. It was a heavy burden to bear. It was wearing. Consequently, it is clear that no one can ever be made right with God by trying to keep the law. Okay, so I believe that that would be uh, a group of people that Jesus was addressing. He said, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I also believe that he would be talking to those whose lives were dominated by sin. Okay? Some people were trying really hard to keep the law. Others, trying not as hard. Okay? And sin was dominating in their lives. Sin uh, can make people weary. Sin becomes a burden. It may seem fun for a while, but that's just for a season. Okay? And after that... Sin will take its toll. It takes a toll on people. Um, The consequences of sin and sinful decisions makes life really hard. Some people are going through such a hard life because of the decisions that they've made. And continuing to sin just kind of keeps compounding that. And man, the, the weight, it gets huge. And then there's the guilt that comes along with it too. The guilt that is just heavy on your mind i can think of some things in my life that i did and i mean there's a lot of things a lot of sins that don't, they don't bother me that much but i can think of some that it's like oh i wish i had never done that why did i ever do that that was just like oh there, there's just that guilt that comes with it and uh, and paul He understood that struggle also. In the book of Romans, he also talks about his personal life and how before his understanding of Christ, uh, you know, before he finally embraced who Jesus was, he had to struggle on the inside between doing what was right, which he really wanted to do, but failing and sinning. And there was this struggle going on on the inside. And uh, God puts it in the scriptures for us to see. So let's let's learn from this. Romans chapter 7. Verse 14, Paul is is writing and he says, For we know that the law is spiritual. The law is good. It's spiritual. It's from God. But I am unspiritual. And he's talking about before Jesus in his life. He's, He's unspiritual. Sold as a slave to sin. Here's a Pharisee 
who is uh, preaching the, the law. And he's, I mean, in, in the old covenant, that's what you were to do. You were to present the law. You were to walk by the law. That was the old covenant. But even though he was a Pharisee who understood the law meticulously and was trying very, very hard to keep it, what does he say he was? He said he was a slave to sin. He was a slave to sin, even though he was trying so hard. Let's look at that again. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I want to please God. I want to do the right thing. I do not do. But what I hate, oh, I don't want to do this thing, I do. That's that struggle on the inside. Romans seven twenty four. Of course, if I would read the next verse, that changes everything and joy comes. But we'll stop at this one, seven twenty four. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Who will rescue me from this struggle? Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Oh, there was one. There was one. Who could bring a tormented man into a place of rest. Who could bring a burdened man into a place of rest. So I've talked about trying to please God by keeping the law, by doing everything right. That weary and burden them. Weary and a burden. Sin dominating our lives becomes weary and a burden. And you know what? Another thing is just life in general. Troubles in life can wear you down. <laughs> they can become a burden. They don't even have to be of your doing. Life itself, things will come along that you did not, it wasn't you at all, but things can come and it gets hard. And people, there's things that they go through in life that are just hard, overwhelming. But if you listen, you hear the voice of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, all you who labor are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. The word rest. There's that verse we just did. The word rest there comes from two words. The first part of it means up, and the last part means to make to cease. Up, make to cease. The word describes a a cessation from toil. A, you're, you stop toiling and you rest. Um, it means refreshment. It even means intermission. For those of you that are old enough and remember the movies when they had an intermission, you know, you could get up and do all that, okay. <clears throat> rest. Jesus can give us rest. Jesus can give us rest from the Mosaic Law where we're not trying to keep that in order to be righteous. Jesus gives us rest from sin dominating our lives. Come to me. Jesus is the one who enables us to have rest even in the midst of very trying times in life. Come to me. That was the first part. 
The second thing I want us to look at is where he said, take my yoke upon you. Now, a yoke, that's uh, something that, you know, maybe we don't necessarily see much anymore, but there's a picture for you. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is, I mean, he is giving us such words of hope and life here. And it's for everybody. A yoke is a wooden beam. It's normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when, excuse me, when working in pairs. Jesus is saying, I want you to be yoked right alongside me. It's not me up there watching you down here. No, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. And I want you to be yoked to me. Where we are going through this life together. A yoke isn't one behind another. Okay, a yoke puts them side by side. Side by side. Jesus does not want us to stay yoked to the law. He wants that yoke to be broken but he wants us to be yoked to a savior. The one who paid the price for all of our sins so that we could know forgiveness and rest and righteousness because God declares us righteous, not because we earned it, but because God declares us righteous. The law was to lead us to Jesus. What a precious gift. The law was to lead us to Jesus. He doesn't want us to stay yoked to the law. He wants us to stay yoked to him. Jesus doesn't want us to stay yoked to sin. We're declared righteous by our faith in Christ, but he does not want us to remain yoked to sin in this new life he's given us. He wants us to be yoked to him. And in him, we overcome. It's not being yoked to him once a month, though. You know what I'm saying? Yoked to him daily. Daily, that's where the strength comes. That's where the help comes. And he doesn't want us to be yoked to the difficulties of this life either. If that's all we're seeing is the difficulties of this life, you're basically yoked to them. And everywhere you go, difficulty, difficulty, that's all you see. Jesus said, be yoked to me. And then as we go through these difficulties, I'm right there. You see me. We're there. And we will go through these difficulties. Some might think, man, That's a scary thought to be yoked to Jesus because he is the son of God. Scripture says he will one day judge everything. It's kind of scary to be yoked to Jesus. Let me just read a verse to you that does talk about how mighty Jesus is because he is above everything. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start with verse 19, partway through the verse. It says, that power is like the working of his mighty, God's mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet. Jesus is above all. 
God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. And Jesus says, come to me. Be yoked to me. We have to read the rest of the verse. Let's look at this. What's in the bold print there? What's he say? For I am gentle. Yes, he is over all things. Jesus fears nothing and no one. (laughs) He fears nothing. He fears no one. But he says, you're weary and burdened. Come. Be yoked to me. I am (laughs) who I am. Okay. But I'm gentle. That's amazing. Take my yoke upon you upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. I, I picked that picture because Jesus is a lion but he's gentle. When I went to Bible college this, I don't remember if it was my sophomore or junior year but then there was a freshman class that came there was this one kid that was huge he was just like you know a monster and uh, he was only 18 or 19. He looked young, but God gave him a body that was just huge. He was tall. He was wide. He was thick. And you could tell he lifted weights because he, he was just big. And I, I knew if I went up to him and caused problems, he could you know, deal with the situation very easily. He was huge. His size could be very intimidating. But I kind of watched him from a distance. You know, Not that I was afraid of him, but you know, just get to know him first. Watch from a distance. The guy was so gentle. It was amazing. He's probably, I mean, one of the most gentle people. He talked gently to others. He treated them gently. Everything about him was gentle except his size was huge. And he was always down there in the basement lifting weights, getting bigger. Okay, so I mean, he was big. He was big, like a walking refrigerator. Okay, I'll give you space. But he was gentle. He didn't use his size. Jesus said, yeah, I am the son of God. And I am over everything. But I'm gentle. Come to me. Be yoked to me. Let my strength become your strength. Let my righteousness become your righteousness. Let my purposes become your purposes. Be yoked to me. And then he went on to say that he was humble in heart. That word humble there, the literal translation for that word is low to the ground. Humble, low to the ground. So it it signifies humility. Just an attitude of humility. Jesus says, be yoked to me. I'm humble. And we will walk through this life humbly together together. I will teach you, which really is bringing me to my my next point here. So come to me, take my yoke upon you, and then this next one, learn from me. He wants us to be yoked to him so that we can learn from him. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Where does the rest come from? You learn from him. Does it happen in a day? 
No, but it happens every day. It doesn't happen in a day, but it happens every day. Okay, we are we're learning, and one of the biggest ways that I learned from Jesus. It's not so much me praying and having the Holy Spirit speaking stuff to me, although, I mean, the Holy Spirit does that, but that's not really the big way I learn from Jesus. The big way I learn from Jesus is when I just take God's word and read it. And he teaches me. I, I encourage you, if you're wanting direction in life, it's good to pray, but don't always be waiting for that word that comes from somewhere. Read his word. Learn from him. I mean, that's what we're doing today. These are not words that came out of nowhere. These are words that were written down for us to see clearly and to be able to look at again and again and again. God's word is amazing. It's amazing. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What's he going to teach you? He's going to teach you that he died in your place for your sins so that you could rest in God's forgiveness. You'll find rest. He's going to teach you that you've been declared righteous by God. And that happened because of a repentant heart and faith in what Christ has done. You'll be able to rest in that. He's going to teach you that you have a new life now. It's real. God's spirit is now in you. And he's going to enable you to walk and overcome things that always seemed to trap you before. He's going to teach you all of those things. And you're going to learn about the grace of God, the favor of God that's on your life. Let me read this verse, and you'll just have to listen. It's in Titus chapter 2. It's about grace. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us grace teaches Jesus is grace let me tell you grace teaches it teaches us to say no to ungodliness we also we, we may have said yes before ungodliness yes come on in but his grace now teaches us to say no okay we may stumble at times but it's teaching us and we're learning to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. The love of God, who gave himself for us to redeem us, to buy us back from that place of slavery and bondage, and to bring us to himself, to redeem us from all wickedness, And to purify for himself a people that are his very own. Eager to do what's good. Learning from him. Learning from him. So, being yoked to Jesus is just, basically, it's just walking with him each day. It's just walking with him. Get up in the morning. You see his word. You read it. God, teach me today. Jesus, I want to walk with you today. Be my strength today. Be my help today. Be my hope today. Be my direction today. Uh, One of the commentators said this. I thought it was really good, so let me just read it. Jesus is a very gentle and humble-minded teacher who is never impatient with those who are slow to learn. Anybody in here slow to learn? 
Yeah, well, some of you didn't raise your hands that should have, but anyway. <laughs> Slow to learn. I like that. Now, I know it's not scripture, but I like this statement. He is never impatient with those who are slow to learn and never intolerant with those who stumble. You stumbled. No. You stumbled. Now get up. Let's go. Let's go. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. Be yoked together with me. I'm gentle. Humble of heart. I'll teach you. I love that. Well, let's. He said, You will find rest for your souls. Wrapping it up here. And um, I will have a. I'm going to show a video here at the very end. So, you guys ready back there for that? I'll be showing the video, that video in just a little bit. Okay. You will find rest for your souls. So let me just finish with this. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. I know people get discouraged. Christians get discouraged. Okay? Don't be discouraged. Because Jesus just says, come to me today. Be yoked to me today. Learn from me today. Don't be discouraged. Just be yoked to Jesus. Don't be impatient. Okay? Don't be impatient. I should be stronger than I am by now. Maybe. But being impatient doesn't help. Come to Jesus. Be yoked to him. Let him teach you today. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. That's for somebody out there. Don't be stubborn. Let your will go. Accept Jesus' invitation. Now, don't look at somebody else when I said there's somebody stubborn out there. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's not a time to be looking at anybody else. Come to Jesus. Be yoked to him. Learn from him. Now, I saw, uh, heard this song the other day, and you may have been hearing it for some time, but it was new to me for some reason. And it's a song that Mercy Me has called Flawless. And it's talking about grace. It's talking about the cross. And I want us to just uh, go ahead and watch this uh, music video. And uh, for us just to see, it's through Christ that we enter into the rest. And it's through him that we overcome. So I'm going to step out of the way, and uh, then I will come back and close the service. And I might stand up here and just talk for a while until it comes. Uh, that's not quite. The, oh, there we go. Okay, we'll, we will watch everything they're doing back there, okay? Here we go. There's got to be more than going back and forth. From doing right to doing wrong. Because we were taught that too. Stage when we're on the edge of our seats, saying it's too late. 
introduce you to amazing grace. No song when I saw it. That's the power of the cross. Of course, we know it's not the cross. It's the one who hung on the cross, Jesus. And let me tell you, you're looking at stuff still. Okay. And now for the next one. I'm going to sing. 
the words of Jesus, they, they speak for themselves. So I'm just, I'm just presenting the words that Jesus said. And he invites every single day, come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. Get rid of the yoke of the law. Don't embrace the yoke of sin. Don't be yoked to just the troubles of this world. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from him. He's gentle, humble of heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Now, I'd like the worship team to come back at this time. And I'd like for you just to close your eyes, everyone else. I just want you to to think 